Disclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills. It's time once again for the long shot tonight. Big Bear Lake, Super Kudzu, Cockroaches, and very special guest, Kurt Fox. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Gunrod. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and good night. Welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the program, the 1987 runner-up Miss Teen America, Amber Kenny is here. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and of course, also here today, the runner-up 1987 Mr. Teen America, Jamie Flam. Yep, that's where we met when the podcast was born. <laughs> Uh, all right. I was well, a young teen, but I was lands. a teen nonetheless. We have not been together in a while, Mm-mm. and I know there's a lot that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start today with Amber? Amber, tell us what's new. Uh, well, last Friday we had the second Liquid Feet show mm. at the Sweat Spot. Yes, and it went so well. Uh, funny story. I asked both of you guys to be in that show yes and neither of you were i was unavailable (laughs) and my partner was unavailable but it was not for lack of desire in the future but it was i would still like to be considered for future opportunities absolutely i didn't know if you hated doing it no no no. i love doing it i just had something i liked better that night Um, but it was amazing. I, I really want to give a big shout out to David Janov, who directed it. Um, he made these visual effects. Jamie, you would have lost your mind if you were there. We had just cardboard boxes. We built like a set out of them. And he projected things on there so that it looked like curtains. It looked like um, there was different TV sets on the different boxes at times. There was explosions. It was really and cool. And it was all an illusion. Yes, mm-hmm. and like um, we look, we recreated the actual tableau from some of the song. Like we did Charlie's Angels. We did the end of Mad Men where Tamara and I made like a couch with our bodies, and Dave was had his arm over us like he was Don Draper, like the black and white logo, and it said Mad Men in the corner, so it looked like the. Did logo. he jump out the window? No, but we did during our dance. He did have like papers floating down mm-hmm. next to us. What was your technical budget? It talk to this guy. He's a genius. <laughs> he did a lot $8. with very little. Um and it was so 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 much fun. It was a ton of work, but it feels like it paid off. We had a big big crowd. My parents came and were actually impressed. My parents are very good at um being like great job, but I know they don't uh, like, I could tell when they're actually impressed. Your dad when commented on a photo I was tagged in the other oh, day. Oh, he's a big commenter. <laughs> He'll comment. Uh, well, I'm sure there was a big hole in your show, though, because the first time you had the announcer of the show mm-hmm. was you. me. Uh-huh. I was unable to be there this right. time. That must have been difficult. We had Megan Keister was the announcer this time. Well, and also last time you had me in the audience. Right. Laughing my ass off. I know. Um, and, uh, Cam, listener of the podcast, 
amazing hero angel. She uh, volunteered and she ran the door and was incredible, like put her heart into it and was like policing, making sure that people paid and um, just volunteered her time, brought cookies for us. Like it was just above and beyond. What's next for Liquid Feet? We're probably going to do another show in December. We're doing Hot Tub on Monday. Jakeister and I have to fight it out. I don't know. We haven't even had our like post show meal where we decompress about what mm-hmm. worked and what didn't work. But yeah, you might have Rain to arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident I could take her. Um, but yeah, it was it was so 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 fun, and like I don't know how to say this without sounding pretentious and awful, but I'm gonna but try. I'm a wonderful dancer. And fuck no, everyone else. Um, no, no, wow, going in a totally different direction, guys. Uh, but like, there's a lot of awful shit going on in the world, and I keep feeling a little bit like Gaza Strip. Yeah, Serial Ebola, Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri. Yes, 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 all of those people things. just tripping. Yeah, straight. The economy tripping. is a bloodbath. Yes, um, but it's hard not to feel every once in a while, like, am I doing a shallow pursuit? Am I just like, hey, look at me, and and not really help? You think comedy dancing might be a shallow pursuit? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, the point is, after the show, every <laughs> single person I talked to, they were just so injected with joy. Mm-hmm. Like, we, Liquid Feet, made these people happy, and that is doing good in the world. Yeah, I agree. So I that made me feel better about <laughs> my life's pursuits. That's great. Um, That's valuable. Yeah, it it was. I needed it that week, to be honest. It, mm-hmm. it was a rough, rough, rough week, and it was. Um, what was rough about the week? Well, everything you listed a second ago. Oh, you mean rough in a macro sense, not in a micro Amber Kenny sense. No. Okay. You saw a lot of stuff on CNN, and it was very upsetting. Oh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? I didn't. Um, but that happened. That also happened. Yeah, that happened. Uh, b- but also just, I think, just, I don't know. You start getting overwhelmed by all of those things at one time and then just talking to your friends and so many of them are in pain for different reasons and it just feels like everybody's sad. For me, and it's, it's my back. Inevitable and mm-hmm. it's depressing and overwhelming. Oh, also I had a root canal. That's mm. my other... And I like skipped a workout. So that's like my That'll antidepressant. Oh, I thought you were running like 200 miles a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skipped one and then I was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 suicide isn't funny. Um, but but it, it really did make a huge difference in my mood immediately. Mm-hmm. So uh, Liquid Feet, I, I can't wait to figure out a way like to do that all the time. Yeah, to mm-hmm. get paid to do just that. And yeah, my, that should be no problem. Yeah, I know. I believe in it. Um, my my mom really loved the show, I could tell. But she was also really cute because she said, you know, that's exactly what you were doing when you were five. Mm. <laughs> different people, though, and different stuff projected no, exactly on the boxes. No, exactly that. Exactly that. No, just like dancing and pretend and costumes. Um, all right. Well, I went to Virginia last week. To vacation. How was that? With my family. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> glowing, glowing. Uh, no, it was fun. I mean, I, I have, you know, so many nieces and nephews at this point that they're they're How a lot of fun. How many do you have? I have nine. Whoa. And uh and they were all like like one of them. 
Kevin, who's seven, came down and he was like, Uncle Sean, it looks like you're wearing a wig. And they all started calling me <laughs> Uncle oh, Harry yeah. for the rest of the week. Uncle Wig. But I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is that on the way down there, it was a nightmare. Flying down there was a nightmare because I had a window seat on the plane. I'm too big for the fucking plane. Mm-hmm. I had a connecting flight out of Atlanta, which got delayed on the runway for like two hours. So I'm just sitting in this goddamn seat. There's The flight to Norfolk is only an hour long. Thank God. Because I get on the flight to Norfolk, the guy in the seat next to me is like maybe three inches taller than I am and 50 pounds heavier. Like we were by far the two biggest guys on the plane and ended up sitting right next to each other, which was awesome. (laughs) Then the guy in front of me leans his seat back, which destroys my knees. And there's a little girl behind me kicking, kicking the seat the entire flight. Oh, and, and lifting the... Uh, tray up and down she keeps slamming the tray up and slamming it down slamming it up slamming it down finally her mother you know i was like can i have i the the waitress came by and i said can i have two jack daniels on the rocks please (laughs) and at one point the mother of the little girl was like please stop kicking the seat you can't do that and i kind of looked back to acknowledge that she had said that and she was like i want one of those jacks (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, no. Um, and then she was so apologetic at the end of the fight. And I was like, look, I, nice. I know how kids are. It's okay. Right. Um, but I decided, here's the point of all that, is that on the way back, I was like, I'm going to pay an extra 40 bucks to get a decent seat on the plane with more room. So I'm not That's, miserable It's only entire, a 40 buck difference? The, they have a bunch of them, that, you know, different, oh, different right. ones that you can do. This was, just, this was just 40 bucks to get a bulkhead aisle seat. Bulkhead? Bulkhead. It's really a romantic (laughs) name. um, That's not cool. So I was like, oh, this will be great. I won't have to worry about anything. I get on the pay my 40 bucks on the internet. There's here's your bulkhead seat waiting for you, sir. It's on the aisle. It says the computer. Bow on it. The computer tells me all this. I get on the plane. I'm like, 37J, here I come, baby. Let's see that bulkhead. Here I come. 37J is a fucking window seat. No different from the seat that I originally had. Except more expensive. Except I paid 40 bucks for it, right. How, how I don't can they get, get away I, with I, that? I don't get it. So No, so I tweeted at Delta. It was Delta Airlines. And I tweeted at them and I said, is this seat upgrade thing just a bullshit cash grab? And they were um, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, immediately thereafter, before we even started taxiing, Uh-huh. I'm looking at the seat in front of me. No, no, no. Out crawls a cockroach. No. Really? Yes. And I just turned to the guy next to me. I'm like, are you seeing this? And he was like, oh. Like, and then we saw two more. And you know where you see three cockroaches, there's like thousands, thousands somewhere. Yeah. Um, so the whole flight, I was waiting for you know somebody to open the overhead compartment oh, and just oh. have roaches fall out. Oh. But Delta ultimately they 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 refunded my money and gave me a fifty dollar credit. Um, so God bless them. Yeah, but I, I just feel like, like what a fucking waste of time. Like, why did I spend why, all the time yeah. on the computer switching my my seat? What was and, the thing? They just didn't have a bigger. I, I don't seat know. Available? I don't know. Oh, and that was the other thing I said. Or is it just like a placebo effect? I said to the stewardess, she was walking by when we were getting ready to leave. She's walking by, and I go, uh, "Sorry, I paid." an extra 40 bucks for another seat 
is there any chance I could switch seats or whatever? And she was just like, talk to your ticket agent when you get to L.A. Like, tough shit, buddy. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. So Fly Delta is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 37J. Uh, all right, Jamie, what's going on with you? Oh, my God, so much. I Not convincing. <clears throat> I just took my first vacation in like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I went to the woods. I went to Big Bear Mountain and Lake. <laughs> and I went with a friend and we got a room. Or we actually, we got an Airbnb, like a A friend house. or a friend? That's just a friend. Yeah, he's married. You say he's just a friend. He's a married dude. You say dude. he's just a friend. But you, you got what I need. Right. Thank you, Amber. This song can erupt into podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my go-to karaoke song. Or the podcast song, can erupt into yeah, song. I don't I, have to sing. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was, it was the first time, like, I've, I've gone away for, like, comedy festivals and... This was the first time I did Or didn't weddings. Have, or weddings. What made you decide to do this? Nervous I have a breakdown? bunch of time. Yeah, I was getting close to a nervous breakdown. Or, yeah, just um, hitting the wall. How long were you gone? It was five nights. That's a, that's a good amount it was, of time. It was a good chunk. How many days? <laughs> six days. Great. Five nights, six days. What did you do? And so while I was there, um, some of the highlights. We you took, have a list. I, well, yeah, a couple. One, we took a ferry ride around the lake, and it's a guided tour. A ferry happened. A ferry happened. Mm-hmm. What makes it a ferry? I thought a ferry means it's like a... Taking you from one side of the river yeah. to the other. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it like that. No, it was like a round. It was like a tour ferry. You took a tour boat. Yeah, it sounds like a boat. They called it a ferry. I paid for a ferry. And it was called the Lady <laughs> Liberty. Very defensive You ended up back ferry. at the same place you started. We did. That's not a ferry. Really? That's just a tour boat. Well, that, that is a misnomer. If they're calling that a ferry, they are straight up lying. Let's well, see. Well, maybe what? it was built as a ferry, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't have any place to go." Like the Staten Island ferry takes you takes you that from makes, Manhattan yeah. to Staten Island, or Cat from Island. Staten Island to Manhattan. I get it now, and um, this was not that. So you you went on a fake ferry ride. How long was amazing. the ferry ride? It was about ninety minutes. Which after about like 30 minutes, you're like, oh, I get it. I get, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of stuff did they point out to you? There was, um, they pointed out um, a timeshare. which that was A timeshare? Oh, like, it was one amazing. of those trick timeshare Well, it was like, if you look sales. over here, we have the Greenpoint timeshare. The, the interesting part about this timeshare, it's the only timeshare on the lake. Um, and then me and my buddy had a good laugh about that. <laughs> it was like, how much did they pay for that? Plug, yeah. Um, we, Mel Blank's son. Actually, Mel Blank, who does the voice of like uh, every cartoon did. character, did. yeah, R.I.P. Um, he had a house on the lake. They pointed it out his son lives there now. Mel Blank. Were there like a bunch of signs pointing to where the house <laughs> was, like twenty more feet? You know, like in Bugs Bunny. No, actually, I mean, I said Mel Blank. His son, I forgot his name, um, Don Blank or something like that. You're drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, good night, everybody. But thank you. Perfectly timed. They're like, and um, oh, look, there's Mel Blank's son now. He comes out. It was like an animatronic. <laughs> he goes, he goes, shh, we're hunting wabbits. <laughs> it's so, like, it's like close enough where you can see the house, but not close enough that you can see the guy's face. But he breaks out like a bullhorn and starts doing what we can only kind of think was. Uh, the like voices? A, one or a couple of voices or Bugs Bunny or something. And just, you couldn't even hear it. But it was kind of sad that like yeah, no blanks. He, he could equally possibly have just been going, "Help me! I'm being <laughs> held captive against my will." That's true. Please stop making this ferry apart. That That's my house not a, a ferry. It's just a boat trip. <laughs> the whole time it was like the guy that was uh, leading the tour. 
Um, he's like this 19 year old kid and he just was terrible at stating facts and <laughs> really? being a tour guide. Like, I don't know how he was vetted, but he was not the man for the job. And, um, I don't know. We were thinking of ways that he could have made it more interesting. Like Olivia Newton-John's house, like throwing some Grease references. That'll help spice it up. But there was none of that. He probably has no idea what Grease is. No, and he was so young. He, like, yeah. he definitely doesn't know who Mel Blanc is, <laughs> let alone his son. <laughs> let alone time All right, shows. so you went on a ferry. What else did you do during your week? Um, I wrote something. Oh, that's all I wrote down. We took a hike. <laughs> <laughs> but like on a day-to-day basis, would you just sleep in? And then Here's the food? thing. It's like there's two kinds of vacations, as I see it. There's mm-hmm. kind of a cleanse. And this was not a cleanse. This was like a gorge fest. This was eat shitty food, drink a lot of whiskey, smoke a lot of pot. I smoked cigarettes for the first time in like five years. Whoa. Not a ton, but like three or four every night. That's and, a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, it's not that much. No. Or Go on. If you set some sort of record. Go on. <laughs> um, so we did a lot of that. And then, you know, sleeping in. And it was good. And I didn't, I tried not to think about the improv or work or anything. Did you go like swimming? No. Dancing? No. There's no social thing. There's not much of a social scene. Come on down to the Big Bear Square <laughs> dance. I did. We did go to the... Meet a gal. The bowling alley. The Big Barn bowling alley. And they had a bingo hall. But you the, can't get you away from like work. You were so into bingo these yeah. days. Well, I, I was actually thinking I'd do a comedy bingo and bowling festival in Why Big Bear. Why don't you get Clownvis to come up and call bingo? You know what? Get off of it. <laughs> 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 um... But I wrote this down. Well, like my first night or my first day there, Robin Williams died, which was a thing. It seems like you don't want to talk about it, Amber. Why? I don't know. You just dismissed it twice. I nodded just okay. now. Why do you want to t- tell us about Robin Williams' death and how it affected you? Oh, it was just, you know, a, a, I don't know, a big death. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I just. I, <laughs> so I, you wanted to blame me for not talking about <laughs> it? Yeah, I have no I mean, <laughs> So are we going to talk about it or not? Nah, let's not talk about it. Okay. But um, rest in peace, big yeah, guy. That's sad. Um, no, on Wednesday night at the club, I get a text from... You're on vacation now a, or you're at the club? I'm, I'm at the, on vacation, sitting in the cabin. You get a text from the club? I get a text from the club. Okay. All caps, Paul McCartney's here. Paul McCartney went to the Hollywood Improv on Wednesday. That's insane. And you weren't there. And I wasn't there. You were there. on fucking vacation. I was on fucking vacation. That sucks. And I was trying to think of like who is in that... Um, stratosphere of Paul McCartney. I don't think there's anyone that beats Paul McCartney being there. But he came totally randomly. Still, no one knows exactly how he <laughs> ended up there. Is this where the Comedy Juice show is? <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently, yeah, he rolled up in a, a car and they had a, whoever he was with like got out and said, we have a huge celebrity that wants to see the show. Can they get him in? They got him in. But fucking Paul McCartney was That's there. That's crazy. Sitting in a booth. All right, so Paul McCartney went to the improv when you weren't there while you were away on vacation. (laughs) What else happened? You had no personal interactions with him? No, no. no, experience with him? What a night to miss. And then, yeah, I've come back trying to come up. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the upshot. I got back today, first time back in the office in a week. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) That sounded totally fake. (laughs) Oh, really? You sounded like a character in a movie who was instructed to say, oh, really, at an inappropriate time. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) No, can you do it a little bit? Just throw it away. Don't do it so... Don't do it. I I just didn't realize that like like, you were on vacation. I got back back Friday night. 
But then I, I tried to, you know, continue the vacation into the weekend. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just trying to up the energy. I so what happened? So you, you went to the work today. And, <clears throat> you know, thinking the like work. I was, um, I got my five days of vacation. You're rejuvenated. I'm, yeah, rejuvenated. Within three minutes, literally within three minutes of opening, starting my emails, I, I had like a panic attack. Yeah. And it was because, and I, I put this out as a public service announcement, if you write to someone and they get a, a, a going away message that they're on vacation for a week, don't write back at 8.30 a.m. the morning they get back with whatever it is you want to talk about. Because I opened like five emails in a row from people like, I saw you, like you're... You're back, so you definitely need to respond to this right now. And so I started freaking out over that. And I literally stood up and started boiling and like had to walk out and then... You, <laughs> but here's the thing. Your going away message was annoying. <laughs> oh, why do you say that? Because every time I emailed you, I'd get a thing back saying, like, I'm on a secret mission. <laughs> I'll be out of the office until the whenever. The first time I got it, I didn't know that it was an away message. I thought you were, like, just emailing me that you were that on a secret weird. message. And I was like, what are you talking? Are you okay, Jamie? I guess <laughs> like, if it doesn't say, like, yeah. autoresponder or something, that's I thought you weird. were just, because it, it, yeah. I and then I figured it out, mission. but I was like, whoa. I got like three of them, and I was right. like, Jesus Christ. I only got compliments on that going away message. <laughs> Two of them were like, best going away message ever. So people saw that and then knew that you're going to be back in the office this morning and emailed you right when they, or I don't know what time they got up, but early in the but morning. Yeah. A couple tips as an administrative assistant. Yes. <clears throat> Say you're coming back a day later than that. Great idea. I, I would do that next time. What would happen if I went away and left an away message the day after Jamie went away and left an away message, then I sent him an email? Uh-huh. Would those away messages just hey. keep exchanging away messages the entire not, time? Oh, not for infinity, but I think they would do one each. I just think. one? And then they would be like, oh, okay, oh I got you, Okay, sends it pal. every time. At my work, you get one. And then from then on, it's like, you know that I'm away. That's that's the thing that should happen. That's what I'm saying. I, I'll look into the uh, server <laughs> and see if... So now you're back in the thick of things. I, 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 you're I, I, wearing I various do. shades of rust. That's true. Well, I told you when I got here, I, I definitely put on some pounds while I was in Big Bear. and so You're so insane. This is my, uh, <laughs> this is my hiding... Hiding it, sure. Such <laughs> terrible body dysmorphia. Um, all right. Well, it feels like now is a good time to take a break. So we will do that, and then we will come back, and we will have a special guest here. Very special guest. Special. Special. Well, hello, my brethren and sisters. This is Jamie Flam from the world-famous Long Shot Podcast. Using a voice that I know is just driving you crazy. And not the good kind of crazy for some of you. Still, others of you are like, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good crazy. What am I getting at here? Well, here's what I'm getting at. We're looking for an intern. Again, someone that can help out with the day-to-day -day doings of this podcast. 
It's not always easy, but it's always rewarding. And if you like rewards, usually in the form of a pat on the back and a free t-shirt once they finally get made, well, this is the internship that you have been waiting for. If you are interested, hit us up. Info at thelongshotpodcast.com In the subject line put, intern. And in the body of the email, well, that's up to you. That's where you either sink or swim. Particularly if you're putting in gifts of fish and stuff. (laughs) Well, if you want to work with us, and particularly me, you're going to be doing a lot of hands-on time with this guy. Well, send us that note, and we look forward to hearing from you and getting you on the team. Now, I say goodbye, and I wish you enjoyment for the rest of this podcast episode. I love you very much. My name is Jamie Flam. We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. You probably knew that already. Jamie's here. Amber's here. Also, we have a very special guest today. Mr. Kirk Fox is here. Thank you. Good to be here. I I did not know I was a special guest, but I'm excited to be a part of it. Every guest is special on this show, so don't think you're special. Then I'm just another (laughs) one of the guests. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Were you... Blown away by any of the stories you heard <laughs> in the first segment. I got I to tell you, they were so, they were soothing. <laughs> I, I was sitting in the living room. Thinking, like if you were if you were like having trouble sleeping, you would put those stories on. Yeah, it yeah. was like a lullaby. I mean, I, I've been sleeping lately with a, a white noise machine. And, and this I would, would this would I do would, just as well. I would think if for some reason I didn't have the white noise. Mm-hmm. I could listen to his week. <laughs> I mean, Jamie, you're weak up there. Oh, geez, that's and straight up. Mel Blanc's son. I mean, that, this is that would be the alarm. That would be the alarm Correct. in the background. No, it was great. The, listen, listening to you, li, listening to you guys. That sounded like Amber going, "Oh, really?" <laughs> li, listening to you three was just to you're in sync, so it's perfect. <laughs> I love but, that, despite band. the weakness. Was that uh, I was just happy I found uh, your residence. Yeah, not easy. And it's within a three-mile radius of my place. Oh, nice. Did you and walk that, here? That makes it, makes it uh, appealing. I didn't walk, but I could have if I had to. If you had to, it's not that far. But I try not to go outside of three miles. That's Everything I've done in the last couple of years has been three within, mile radius. within three miles. Wow. I worked at Paramount for a year doing a show. That was within three miles. And then Parks and Rec in the Valley, all within three miles. Comedy Store, three miles. Nice. Improv. I don't know what happens if I go outside of it. San Diego, <laughs> three miles. I haven't. It turns I, out there's a weird wrinkle <laughs> in time well, and space they from come Kirk's here. apartment. They, they, they come to me. If San Diego needs me, they can find me. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Well, we wanted to talk today about what it's like to collaborate <laughs> with people or animals or children. So why don't we start with Amber? I knew it. I knew it. I got to get to... Well, some... you, you sort of inspired right. this topic. 
Well, I worked uh, with a bunch of people on my sketch team, Super Kudzu. And um, it was interesting because I auditioned and submitted as a writer. So I was just placed on a team with a bunch of strangers. So it's a, a it's obviously a different situation. Sort of like when Alex Rodriguez went to the Yankees. Almost exactly like mm -hmm. that. Sometimes I confuse. But he wasn't really a collaborator. He was solo. No, he was a solo act, yes. Although he helped out some of the guys with steroids, apparently, so... I wasn't there, but I, I'm, I'm sure we could open up that door. I feel like that metaphor still works for me. Does it? Steroids? I, yeah. You were, you were solo? Well, most of the sketches I wrote were just glorified me doing stand-up. Well, at the uh -huh. end of the day, we're all solo. So right. even if we're collaborating... You're born alone and you die alone. You know, you're, you're collaborating, but at the end of the day, you go home. Saddest episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> Mel Blank's son. There's no such thing as collaboration. You don't need We're a all white alone. noise machine if you have this podcast. No man is an island except for every man. Oof. Um, sorry, John Dunn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was on this team with eight people with a coach. Basically, um, well, I don't know which order to tell the story, but... My sketch team got cut. We are no longer. Oh, a so that's team the end of the story. At IO. Well, that's. I was gonna tell every. Your team needed more collaboration. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But well, you um, got some people fired off that team, right? I didn't get anyone fired. One person quit, and it wasn't because of me. Mm -hmm. But it, maybe it was. Maybe do you know why he quit? Um, I do, kind of. Yes. So it was partly you. I can tell. <laughs> Remember, yeah, I had yeah, a talk show. Being, I know when someone's lying. You're being reluctant to talk, right? Is it in the talk show? What? The talk show still? Is it still a talk show? I mean, it's still on till September, but uh, I'm no longer. It's it's been canceled. Mm. But we shot 150 episodes. Oh wow! It's on every day. It's called the test. Where is it on? Clearly, you didn't do any research None. with your special guest. None. So basically, I'm here just talking to FBI agents about. How show. did you know that I worked for the FBI? <laughs> I could tell. It's in he the air. He works on a talk show. Most of the most of the stuff in this place is clearly props. confiscated. Props. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two pens. Uh, so, so was it like a lie detector test? Is that the it was a of it? lie detector DNA drug test? It was the show was called the test, and uh, I was the host, and guests came on the show and they wanted to know the truth about something. And I gave them the answers and nudged them in the right direction. Saved Whoa. a lot of lives. Ended a bunch of marriages. Yeah, shot because people were cheating. I yeah. bet you gave answers that they did not want to hear often. Well, the they know what the answer right. is. But they're, denial, they're, ho they're hoping that right. the lie detector test can be swayed. But the test. So, like, a couple wrong. would come in, and the guy would go, "I think she's cheating on me." Can you tell me whether or not she is? And then we would and hook, then you'd her, hook up, her up to a machine. And we'd ask her the questions. You'd and get we'd some find baseline out. questions, you check her it. respiration or pulse. Everything, and then at some point. We would give the answers. Mm -hmm. uh, our polygraph administrator, FBI, CIA, you know, 25 years experience. We had the best. What we, was the worst one that ever happened? They were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> None of them stood out. They were all equally. They were all. Was there any that were just like, oh, this is lame? Like, this was not. Like, in other words, somebody was like, I think my wife is not polishing the silverware some of the time when she says she we is. We tried to avoid uh, utensils. <laughs> it was mostly, I mean, there was guys that turned out to have 
you know, slept with 25 people, not just one. Ugh. You know, you can get some numbers. Uh, things that were stolen, purses, money. Ugh. By people they knew. Yeah, you know, did you... But why would somebody roommates? agree to go on the show <laughs> if they knew they did something... Well, a lot of them think that they can... Uh, beat the test? Beat the test. You beat can't Kirk beat Fox. the test. No. You can't beat the Are test. Are they so delusional that they convince themselves of course aren't we all i know yes. how to beat a i convinced myself tests. that i could host a tv show you could. what happened with you did 150 um, episodes doesn't mean that i was good i was just I saw, convincing i saw clips i liked it what network is it on uh cbs television did it in la we were on ktla5 but uh syndicated nationally so it's all over the place we we're on every tv we still but there's are. no way to say oh it's on this network or that network because it's a it syndicated changes, show but but, um, but w- it's WPIX in New York every day. Channel three. 11. Picks, 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 picks. Are you from New York originally? No, sir. San Diego. Because they used to play a video game on WPIX over the phone. Like you would call in and you would try to shoot things by saying the word picks. What? Yes. <laughs> and the person at the other end of the phone call would be Clearly I controlling missed out. the video game. I didn't know that there so was... So people would just be on the phone going, picks, 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 because that's the name of the television station. <laughs> WPIX. <laughs> that was for all the people who grew up in New York in the seventies. Are you East Coaster? Yeah, yeah. Um, so never any happy endings. There was. A, there's always a few happy endings. You find out someone's not cheating, and but, then, but if and then they can move point, on with their life. But if you're it's at that still point, like you didn't like, trust me. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, there's still yeah. a big rift yeah. in the relationship. Yeah, once you bring someone on the show, it's you're going really to find out some things. But there, there were. There was also couples where. A virgin woman wants to find out if her fiance's been faithful for the two years that they've, and sure enough, he has, and then they get married. There's a lot of proposals on stage. <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> Listen, you passed the lie detector test. Will you marry me? <laughs> You've never gotten on your knees, but now you can. <laughs> Will you marry me? But uh, saved a lot of lives, a lot of drug tests, and sent people to rehab. And oh, yeah. Some there's some happy, a lot of happy endings. So P tests, every test, mm-hmm. if it can be tested. SATs. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell from his urine he's lying. Yeah, I can tell. I can um, tell by the fact that you wet your pants. You're scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, how you beat a lie detector test is you put a thumbtack in your shoe, and when they ask you the baseline questions, you push down on the thumbtack, and it. Boosts I saw your that heart episode rate. of the Americans as well. Boosts your heart rate. It wasn't on the Americans yet, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, no, in the Americans, they she said he said, "Picture me in the room with you." Yeah. Pretend I'm there with you. Well, he mentioned she, the tack as well. He did. I didn't yeah. remember that. Well, you were so excited about picturing <laughs> I just him in the room, looking at her. <laughs> I know. You know. Harry Russell. No, no, no. no the Russian girl on oh. the show. Um, she are, was. She was really a KGB agent. She was in yeah. real life. Which is that. crazy. A lot of people don't realize that. She's very beautiful. Uh, so Amber, you're, you got your sketch team cut. Mm-hmm. I, ugh. Um, it was emotional for me. I mean, I spent almost three years on that team, and uh, the theater decided that it was time to mix things up. We were all encouraged to resubmit and um, get on new teams, but I opted not to. Um, Could you, had you wanted to? taken that team and gone somewhere else with it we are still gonna how far could that team go could could that to team the go all the could way could you get a development <laughs> deal um we're 
we're still planning on doing shows around town every once in a while. But uh-huh. I know how it is. Like as soon as you don't have that structure, it's hard enough to get three people in the same room. Never mind. You're indicating nine. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's four people in this room. Five people. I mean, but this is well, a hell of a, a this room. is a hell of a team. I feel that <laughs> we're just starting to find our groove. We could. Are you telling t- the truth or are you lying? I'm actually telling the truth. It's gotten a lot better once I got here. <laughs> That is for goddamn sure. I will sure. tell you one thing. I've definitely <clears throat> woken this. Uh, there's a few people that they left. No longer the white noise machine. No, they're, they're back. They're, they're really into this now. They think it's a setup. <laughs> um, so you didn't want to work with these people ultimately. No, no, I definitely did. That's the thing. Um, throughout the three years, there was a lot of people who came and went on the team. And I feel like right before we were cut, it was the perfect... Balance. Why would they cut you? I mean, why are they even cutting teams? Do you have to pay to be there? Um, we pay the coach. So were you? did he just find a team that would pay more no, money? No, he didn't want to be cut Be either. honest. I, mean, I am. <laughs> he didn't want to be cut either. Uh, I think they just wanted fresh blood. Kirk knows how to make out. people tell the Listen, truth. Listen, I definitely I, think maybe you're holding back. Maybe we didn't get enough butts in the seats. So it maybe it that's was, a that's a viable reason. Yeah. So maybe it was time for oh, y- not... you to find another space, smaller, maybe a tent. <laughs> <laughs> a the back of, of a car. Sort. I think it's best that that team dismantled. Okay. You seem happier without them. There was a couple people on that team I don't think you liked. <laughs> without knowing them at all, I'm positive that he's exactly right. <laughs> well, and by the change in her color, yes. I would say I'm correct. We'll be right back. <laughs> Who says you can't host a talk show? You're darn right. That was perfect. <laughs> He's just fishing for compliments. Um, so what else? So now what happens? Well, well, you've told the end of the story. Do I you know. Wanna... We've had so many different combinations of people on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and John Dresco were the only original members from the very, very beginning. And there were definitely combinations and situations where it was like, I don't like this team. Yeah. I don't. It's like she's talking about the Rolling Stones in the, in the late '60s when we were trying new guitar players. And then, you know, Once we guy... got rid of Pete Best, the band really yeah. took off. And the guy left the band and killed himself, but we don't know what really happened. Well, I, I think Stu Sutcliffe. Good reference. I think Thank that's you. what was like a little bit heartbreaking. Is I had just gotten to the point where I felt like we were really gelling. Like I was telling Sean, there were different time periods on Super Kudzu that if we were cut, I probably would have been like, yeah, that's about right. I would like to not work with them anymore. But I was at a place where I was really enjoying working with them and humming along. Well, it's super hard to find the right people to work with. Right. In in any creative endeavor because there's always that sort of... It's a puzzle. Push-pull. You're, you're putting together yeah. a puzzle. So It's like, here's my idea. Here's your right. idea. How do we find what's right? And you different know. personality types. Um, what about you, Jamie? What about me? Yeah. I've certainly collaborated on various projects throughout my career and my life. Great. Here's the one I'm going to talk start. about. Good start. I, I, I remembered, I think I... I'm, Can hopefully. we just start by saying you said you hated collaborating? I hate most collaborations. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that's because of you? Yes, it's because <laughs> of me. Oh, I mean... Well, yeah, it is because of me, because I think my ideas are the best, and I think everyone else's ideas are terrible. And that's a, a broad Do you have statement. a house in Bel Air? What's up? <laughs> do you have a house in Bel Air yet? Not quite yet. Well, then you might want to listen to some of your partners. <laughs> this became brutal quick. No, I'm not saying I'm saying that as a blanket. Hey, you asked me to be here. 
I did. <laughs> I did. So go ahead. What happened? So well, the the collaboration when I was in um, seventh or eighth grade, uh, I was asked to be in a band. I started playing bass guitar, and I was really excited. I was getting pretty good. I was teaching myself some songs, and these older kids that I look up to, um, they were starting a band. They wanted. They had some songs. They wanted to record. They're called the Kind, which uh, I didn't even realize when I was in eighth grade that it was a reference to weed. Um, actually, or the, just polite neighbors. Or, that's true. Although the name before they were the Kind was Tie Dye Sunrise. <laughs> which I thought was the coolest thing ever, and I would like draw logos. But they were going in the studio. They wanted to put a band together. They, they were going in the studio. Straight to the oh yeah, they were in the high school. They were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> How did they find you? I was I was friends with them through my acting. Hey, what camp. do you say we get that flam kid to play the bass for us when we go <laughs> in the studio? They went on to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> correct? <laughs> they didn't. Well, I'll, I'll get. Well, I don't. No one's ever heard of who they went on to become. But um, yikes! <laughs> but they had like a, 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 a good career. Jokes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was playing bass and I was teaching myself and taking some lessons. I had a good ear for music and I still have a good ear for music. Like I can hear a song and then recreate that on an instrument, but I don't know notes. If someone's like, oh, we're going to go up to a G minor. I'm like, don't know what to do. So you're good at recreating songs that have already been created. Yes. Or I can, I can even whip together my own jams. Well, that's an idea. That's eventually what you want to get to. I would think, correct? As a musician? Yes. You would like to have your... Create your own songs. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. They call okay. it creating a song, right? Because then you can make some money. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's you create all. a song, it becomes an international <laughs> hit, all of a sudden you're rolling in gold records. You have and then a you lot can of say musical performances. your ideas rock, because you exactly. created an idea. Well, I should preface too, they saw me perform at the Beatles Fest a year earlier with my oh, Beatles cover band. The Beatles oh, the Fest. Oh. So they thought they... And, you know, I, I was fine. I was good. I thought I was good. That guy is the next Paul so McCartney. You, uh, Paul McCartney played bass, he correct? Did, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to, to catch up to speed. So were you in the band with them at some point? Yes. <laughs> Not yet. Not where I'm at in the story. Okay. Sorry. So They, they were me. asking him to join. Mm -hmm. okay. They're like, we're going right. to the recording I mean, studio. it was getting good. I just thought I missed something. <laughs> Sean loves you. That's <laughs> what <laughs> um, I deal with all the time. So they asked me, they're like, we're going to the recording Is there a studio. teleprompter for him? <laughs> That'd be fun. He always, the thing we always say about him is that he talks as if he's testifying in front of a congressional committee. I feel... I and feel taking it. advice from his Jenny, lawyer where the were you time. on the 4th of uh, July, 1946? Uh, now you say these men asked you to join their band. Is now that when correct? they went to the studio, were you there? So what yes. happened, Jamie? So I joined the band. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like in three weeks, we're going to the studio. We, got to, we have these three songs. We're going to record them. We want you to be on them. Original songs? Original songs. Mm -hmm. And so we had the first rehearsal at my, at my house. And so... That's why they asked you to join the band. Yeah, To go to my parents' house in Granada Hills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Tony. That's where I've, it happens. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Whoa. Let's talk about that collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pool party. We shared some hummus and uh, chips. Okay. <laughs> So the first practice was at, at our, my parents' house, and I was there. And there's a, I think, a, no, there's a piano player and a guitar and two guitars and me on bass. There wasn't a drummer yet, and it was just kind Drummer's of a jam. Not that important. Setting the beat for the entire song, not a big deal. Not for the first rehearsal, anyway. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to learn these songs, but it became very quickly it's turned into jamming, and I, I'd never jammed before. <laughs> like I hear that well, musicians you are now. like to jam. <laughs> What's up? I hear musicians like to jam. Jamming was, is what it's all about. Right. But to, to, you have to have some basic 
understanding of, of <laughs> the guys right. I notes. just wrote this pilot with. Mm-hmm. One of them is always like, "You got to come down and jam with us. We're going to jam for like six or seven hours." And I'm like, mm, "I don't know if I'm going to be able you, to make it." What would you jam? Just like playing guitar, like just playing the guitar for you know six or seven hours. That's what I said. That's too much. Yeah. So go ahead, Jamie. Can you jam it into just an hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good jam session. A nice tight yeah. twenty jam. Um, but so they start jamming and they have enough of a musical understanding where, like I just said, they're like, all right, let's, let's whip it into G. <laughs> now let's, uh, take it down to D <laughs> and put it up to A. And like, I'm basically trying to keep up with my ear, which is, you know, they're playing at a, a pace that makes that really difficult. And at a certain point, like I remember the older guys, like just looking at each other and just kind of laughing and smiling. And it wasn't until later that I realized it was just because it, it was awful. I could not keep up. They, I, it must have sounded like... Burr, 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 <laughs> like trying to find what the fuck they're doing. You do. I can tell you do have a good ear, though, by the way you just <laughs> did you. that bass. <laughs> um, and I remember my parents ordered a lot of pizza for them. That's just an aside. So they still owe fact. you. They do still owe me. Um, for that pizza, anyway. And so what happened after that? For whatever reason, they kept me in the band for the recording session. I bet it was for the, the pizza. pizza. They, yeah, as soon exactly. as the pizza got The house there. and the pizza. Is your mom here yet? <laughs> Um, but so we went to the studio and I, my, the memory that sticks out the most was, you know, it's a real studio. It's, it was somewhere in like a Canoga Park or something. Like a lot of big things are recorded there. I don't know how they got to this Fucking place. Fucking Canoga Park is like the, the Mecca. Listen, if, if you can't make it in Hollywood, you go to Canoga Park. <laughs> yeah, it's the Mecca. For... Well, I think actually in the Valley has some like epic studios or like Fleetwood Mac and... A lot of pornography lot of, in the Valley. A lot of pornography as well. And yeah. pizza. Is your mom Good still pizza. there? <laughs> she is. But it was my turn to do a sound check. This is just me. You know, there's a big glass thing. People everywhere and sound technicians. And they're like, all right, we need to test the bass. How old are you? I was 13 or 14. Uh, And, you know, just... At least you're not living in the past. (laughs) (laughs) I think about this daily. (laughs) But all eyes on me, just... I don't know what to do. Like, oh, just play some some licks. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, man. And I remember... (laughs) I'm getting the feeling right now of embarrassment. I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. Like... And I remember, like, just kind of laughing, like, trying to do some sort of slap bass thing and just, like, doing some <laughs> sort of... I, anything would have been better than what I did, but I remember it was it was just the wrong thing. I know this exists on videotape somewhere, by the way. No, we have to get our hands on it. And then we did the songs. I think I recorded the songs because I learned, I learned how to play them. But um, So it wasn't really a collaboration as much as just toleration. And humiliation. And so about... <laughs> Two weeks later, I was officially got the phone call, like, we're going in a different direction, um, which, oh, I did, forgot a vital um, component. My best friend since um, elementary school, since, like, first grade, was also asked to join the band. He played guitar. He's an excellent guitar player, like, an amazing guitar player. He was far more advanced did, than did I they, was. Did you guys come as a team? Did he ask him at the same time as you? It was. It was a team thing. Another th- another do you think th- he may have said, I will do it, but you got to bring Jamie? No, 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 no. Find out. I, I was first. I'd I was. like you to check that out. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Take the You're test. You're so good at leaving the show. <laughs> I know. I did great. Should have seen me. <laughs> I think I was the first one in the band before Michael was invited to join. But um, his parents like took an active interest. They were like at, at the recording sessions, and they were there checking it out. My parents were kind of like, uh, this will probably Pizza. lead to drugs. <laughs> um the kind? That sounds like a drug term to me. They definitely didn't know what the kind meant. <laughs> um, 
but so two weeks later, I got the call that I was <clears throat> going a different direction. But Michael stayed, and for a fourteen-year-old, like soul-destroying. And for the next couple of months, hearing about like his recording sessions and like, did you continue jam, playing? I, I I continued to dabble. How you, can you? <laughs> you can, can still recreate anything. Can you get by to the ear. G? Can you go G now quicker? I could probably get to the G a little bit quicker. <laughs> but there was never any hurry, right? Because you didn't really want to be in that band with them. You had well, other hopes. And so dreams. were you pissed at Michael for staying in the band? Like, how did that affect your relationship? We got through it. I, I, I wasn't. I didn't blame him for staying, but I. You're just jealous. So jealous. Yeah. Like I just remember. You're like we you are going to get so What's he much doing pussy. Now? He's um, playing in bands. But I bet he wishes he was here. <laughs> Recording the long shot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was the, the adjective you used to describe my first? I don't know. It was so Soothing. long ago. <laughs> no, me. It was a bad or. Anyway, so I, I don't remember anything I've ever said. Um, but yeah, but he got kicked out of a couple months later, and that was like a great day for me. Why did he get kicked out? And I'm also, <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> I know. It's very yeah, that you were happy that he got kicked <laughs> out of the band. I didn't yes, yes, show yes. my excitement, but I definitely felt like we were back. It was kind of like an episode of the. The losers day. were back together. <laughs> <laughs> but why did was you he ever start out? your own band after that? I think that was the last of my professional... You were just like, I can only do it if somebody else asks me to. So have you collaborated since you were 13? <clears throat> on, in music? In anything. Oh, yeah. Every day. All you do yeah. is collaborate. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it earlier. I mean, I, in a certain ways, I'm collaborating with comedians and producers every day on shows and stuff. And there's been some positive ones, for sure. <laughs> that does not sound great. Kirk. <laughs> yes, sir. Tell us about collaboration. Uh, You're I stand-up, so you perform solo quite a bit. I think collaboration is an important part of life. I think... Uh, Agreed. That was very Jamie-esque. I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you sound like Jamie. I've written scripts. With, with other people? With, with other people. More than one other person? Or, like, have you worked with a bunch of different people? Yeah, but uh, I wrote a script with Donald Logue called Tennis Anyone. Uh-huh. That we, we made the movie, and he directed it, and he and I starred in it. How and was that process? It, it was great. Yeah. Because we were playing tennis together, and we'd we'd write at the end of the day, and I'd, I'd sometimes go write a few pages and then send it to him, and he'd clean it up, and then he'd he'd write he'd some, write and send and, you stuff, and we just before you knew it. So it sounds like it was very easy. It was easy breezy, which but, is not always the case. Well, a true great collaboration can be smooth mm -hmm. because sometimes you find two pieces that just do things better. Right. You know, I was a little goofy and a little all over the place, and he was a little more specific and kept me grounded. How's his comedy? Oh, Donald Logue? Yeah. Funny. Yeah. He, he's as funny as he is, you know, dark. Charming. And, we and both smart. once got off of the same exit. Uh, I think Laurel Canyon off the He mentioned that. <laughs> that is the fucking craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. No, I, I was. How is that even possible? It's really cool to look over and like, ah, Donald Logue. I don't know if I remembered his name at that time. But now he's on Gotham. Right. And I uh, did Sons of Anarchy and Vikings. And I think it's all because of Tennis Anyone, <laughs> since we wrote together. At Terriers? Me. He did Terriers? Yes. I did a couple episodes with him down there. And I also... That was a great show. I also wrote uh, a script with Pauly Shore called Pauly Shore's Dead. That Which we, got made. That we, that we made. And How was that process? That one was... Uh, that one was different. You know, he, he had an idea of what he wanted, and mm -hmm. he would talk, and I would kind of uh, 
I felt more like a stenographer. Would you like set up specific times that you'd meet, and then it w- like you yeah. said, like him just he would uh, he he'd show up, and we'd spend five hours. He'd talk, and I'd type, and then he'd he and leave, I once stopped and at I the same it. light on Vine. I heard Street. that he told yeah. me about that yeah. as well. <laughs> he said, "Are you doing long shot?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hey, I've I've driven next to both those guys." <laughs> so uh, it's a small world, small town. Crazy, crazy how small it is. But was it was it? Would you say it was more difficult working with Pauly Shore? Or just a different type of process. The truth, and I'm not. I'm not trying to get anything no, out of that. Listen, but the, the truth. Some is, people are easy to work with. Some people are I, not easy. Can I to just work tell with. you that I'm numb. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. So you're not affected by that I'm, stuff. By just about anything. Yeah. So I just listen. I was happy to be sitting there writing. There was going to be a part in there for me. Mm-hmm. So as we're writing this, I had a feeling we were going to get it made. He was at a stage where. He could get things done. I wasn't doing comedy then. Oh, really? I started doing comedy in 2002. Mm-hmm. So this was maybe 2006 or seven. So I wasn't so you really... Had, you had taken a break at that point. From comedy? Yeah. No, I started doing stand-up late. You did? Yeah. But you're saying you weren't doing comedy... No. ...when you were I, writing with Paul. No, because it was five years before I was a stand-up. Oh, it was... I think the dates are flip-flop than what you said. You oh. said we started writing it in two. You started you doing. You said you were writing in two thousand six. Oh no! You were no. writing in two thousand two, and you didn't start doing stand up till two thousand six. No, I I started doing stand up <laughs> two thousand and two. You did. Yeah. So the Polly Shore's Dead was in the late nineties. Oh, okay. Not, there yeah. we go. <laughs> I, I think that's probably more like it. I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> but uh, I I like I like writing with with people. It's and I, I write on my own, but I haven't made anything. So clearly. I need some help. It seems like it's definitely easier to write with other people because... It forces you to do you it. You have to do what the other person wants you to do. I wrote a few scripts with Harris Goldberg, who's, who's a great writer, uh-huh. and wrote Deuce Bigelow and a bunch of Disney movies. And Listen, if you're writing with these really great guys, you just say, hey, show me. Right. And I just I talk, and they're great with structure. These guys know how to write. Uh-huh. I'm good with dialogue, and I can... I can be funny, but these guys, they know how to make it a little more real. I'm okay with typing, not great. Yeah. But that's about as well as well, I <laughs> Listen, bask in the fact that you're great at something. <laughs> no, I said okay, not great. Well, go with great. No one's going to really know. <laughs> Fudge your resume. Um, no, I, I just feel like it's, it's such an interesting thing to me because I've, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I have worked with other people in various iterations, both in writing stuff and in improv you know when eddie and i toured with chicago city limits that was obviously a collaboration and it was a fucking nightmare <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare because some of the people i worked with were terrible improvisers awful people occasionally they smelled bad oh god <clears throat> but, but, you we had, on, but you had to work with them but we were on the road yeah i was hired by a company to work the road with them and so you really had no choice, you know? Um, so it wasn't a collaboration by choice, but I definitely worked with them. And there were times when, you know, I, I can remember a specific instance where a woman in the group really did something to me on stage that I thought kind of fucked me over. And I yelled at her after the show. I said, don't ever, ever do that. What did she do? Uh, She like... It's so stupid because it was short form improv, which is just the worst. But it was like 
I was trying to do something Shakespearean and she was looking at the audience and going like, what the hell is he doing kind of thing? And, and it was so just like, like, selling you like out. yeah, like selling me out. Like what he's doing is not good. And I was like, don't ever do that again. And there were tears. I would hate that as well. Recriminations. I got, Same I got age. in trouble with the, the group. Like, you know, and I was just like, this fucking blows. Right. So I left that and I started working with, uh, well, I worked with another group shortly, but then I got put on a team created by Amy Poehler called The Swarm, and it is literally the best creative You're collaboration I've team. ever had in my life. That was in 1997, maybe. And wow. so here we are 17 years later. We just had a show together on Friday night, and I love it. It's like the best with Amy. In the... With Amy? No, no, not with Amy. She was the coach at that time. Yeah. But she's not involved anymore. Um, what makes it so good? I don't know. I don't it's know. Just, it's weird. Pieces fit together because, to me, when we're on stage together, nobody has an ego, and I think that's what makes the improvising we do so good because everybody knows they'll get their moment. But what's different about that team than you know doing improv with some other but, people? But that's Isn't what I'm saying. The, I feel it's like it's not with, the same. No, it's not the same. It's because it's because of the level of trust that we have with each other. Because you know them all. And also because, like I said, there's no ego. So I feel like a lot of times I do another show called Ask Hat, and I feel like a lot of times it's people pushing each other out of the way to be the funniest one on stage at all times. Whereas with this other group, it's like we all know how funny we are, and we're going to get our moment. It's going to be fine. Yeah, and and I love that. You know, I love that that's, sense. That's the key. The key to collaboration is just losing the egos and just doing the dance. But what's weird about it is that I think everybody in that group has such huge egos off stage, and we tried to write sketch stuff together. It didn't work. And we couldn't do it because there was just too much clashing of ideas. I guess because people had time to sit down and think about it. Whereas right. we're on, when we're on stage together, just in the moment. it's just purely in the moment. And there's not that moment of like, fuck him. I'm going to get my idea in. Right. You know? um, so in that sense, I feel like I've been incredibly lucky to work with those people. Yeah. Um, that battle for stage time and camera time is a curse. Yes. It's just a killer. Do you feel like that happens on sitcoms as well? Well, by the time they're shooting the sitcom... They're pretty much in sync, but mm-hmm. you know, on pilots, sure. If you're shooting a pilot, you, you want your funny moment, but you're gonna find out real quick if you're stepping on someone's toes. Mm-hmm. How do you find out? You get fired. You, they like just, if somebody's a bigger star than you, they get you, you fired. Just, you just you gotta really respect your lane when 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 you're doing these right. sitcoms or pilots. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the pilots. Because once you're once you're on the air, you guys are all in sync, and no one wants to lose the job. But sometimes when you're shooting the pilot, this is where you're like, "Man, I'm I'm going for it." Right. And, and, and then next thing you know, you're gone. And you What's wonder, an example of that? Like just someone being too big with their their role, or adding lines or something. Just, just stepping on it, ego. You know the the idea of just this isn't who we hired. Or you're not fitting with the star, or you you pissed off a writer. I, I think, I think there's hundreds of reasons we, people get replaced, or the network doesn't like the way the chemistry of, of somebody. Well, we had a we had a pilot years ago for UPN, and what's her name was on it. Shannon Doherty. Doherty was the star. It was her and Holly Robinson Pete? Oh, whoa. 
of a and time. She, and, <laughs> she was great. She was really, really funny. Like she, you know, she was fantastic. Then they tested it with audiences and she had such a terrible oh, reputation like- from all the stuff that happened in the 90s and how she was such a bitch and she, you know, all this stuff. So anytime she came on screen, people would turn their knobs down. Uh. So she got fired and replaced because just her public reputation was such that people didn't want to watch her be funny. I did a pilot called Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield? No, Rodney Carrington. It mm-hmm. was a show on CBS. And... I was in the pilot, and it went great. But when the show got picked up, I wasn't the bartender anymore. Too funny? Who knows? I I'm going to go with too I funny. Mean, if you watch the Seinfeld pilot, it's, it's like a completely different show once it got picked up. Elaine wasn't even in it. There was, George was Jerry. a sassy waitress character. Like You could tell they just retooled a bunch of things. Yeah, that's just, something happened. <laughs> pilots right guys I don't pilots know. I don't know anything I'm just excited them. because I sent my pilot off to Adult Swim today yeah, so good vibes. the money is about to start rolling in I'm going to get a new car new computer new house I'm just excited that I'll be in it <laughs> no we got a new bartender Don- Donald Logue is just playing like the bartender that. <laughs> he's busy he's very busy he's now. driving around the valley uh, <laughs> all right, well, this feels like a good place to take a break, so let's do that, and we'll be back in a moment with a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Parting Shots. Very special Parting Shots. Hello, this is Jamie Flam. I'm back again. Remember me from earlier in the show in between the segments? That was pretty fun. Remember I said something about a gif of a fish? (laughs) I remember it pretty well. Because I tell you, I record these things and then I I press stop record and then I just laugh and laugh and laugh. Just thinking of a, a gif of a fish is enough to send me into a tailspin. A fish tailspin. Well, there's no agenda for this little bit of a diatribe. More of a a palate cleanser before parting shots. Get everyone back on the same page. We're all in this together. How will this episode play out? What's going to happen? What will the parting shots be? None of us know. But spoiler alert, you're going to enjoy them a lot. On that note, I bid thee farewell, said the damsel to the marauding fox-dressed man. Goodbye. Uh, We are back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It's time for a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today with me. Whoa! I'm going to go first. Because all I'm going to do is plug a show that I've been talking about forever that I worked on last year called Mr. Pickles. It's finally going to start airing. September 21st is the premiere. Look for it. It's on Adult Swim, which is the Cartoon Network at night. You have it. Like Everybody I talk to goes, Adult Swim, I don't know if I get that. I'm like, if you have basic cable, 
You get it. <laughs> you should stop being so angry with everyone. <laughs> I'm so furious about it. Um, but I, I'm 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 really excited for people to see it because I think it's really good. But I know there are going to be a lot of people that absolutely hate it. That's anything. I was at my family thing, and when I go away with my family every summer, it's not just my parents and my brothers and their kids. It's my cousins from all over the United States come. I have people from Minneapolis, people from Denver, people from Portland, people from Virginia. So there's like 80 of us. So I had the same conversation over and over again. They'd be like, what are you? And I'm like, oh, my show is coming out. Uh, It's about a dog who's like Lassie but worships Satan and is a serial killer. And you would just see this look flicker across their face of like, I don't know if I want to watch that. Right. Um, So anyway, check it out. I think people are going to love it. Or hate it. There's not going to be anybody who goes, it's okay. I, I liked it. It's fine. Uh, all right. Amber. Uh, in college, I was involved briefly with Amnesty International. Oh, really? And it's, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> I think that it's a great organization and a great cause uh, fighting for human rights for everybody. And You think people should have human rights? Yes, I do, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, but where where can they get these? <laughs> I don't know. That's the problem. Um, but with just like recent events, uh, Ferguson and stuff. Craig Ferguson leaving late night. No. And, and shooting Michael Brown. <laughs> um, it's, it's, unfortunately, it took really unfortunate situations for me to remember that this is an important cause. And uh, I was recently researching it to see if I could get involved with a local chapter. And unless I'm doing my research incorrectly, Los Angeles does not have a local chapter of Amnesty International. How were you doing your research? Were I you... was on the Amnesty International website. They're at every single Starbucks every single day in the city. Really? I feel like. I Well, because it was said, join a local group. And I put in my zip code. Within five miles, nothing. Within 10 miles, nothing. Within 15 miles, nothing. Are you spelling it correctly? (laughs) My zip code? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean amnesty. (laughs) Um, So Antsy International. There's no way that's true because it's... It's a big group. And we're a big city. LA and I, is the 11th largest hope, metropolitan center. I hope that's not true. It sounds like so, their website was designed by the same people who designed Obama's health care website. Nice. Boy, you See? zinged that one in there. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about Way it. to sell the punchline, Jamie. <clears throat> um, I guess if there's anyone like your style. in L.A. who's involved <laughs> with Make Amnesty. Make it. <laughs> anything in, in L.A. involved with Amnesty International, let me know because I can't figure out. I... I guess I could start a chapter, but it feels like that's a big commitment as well. <laughs> that's <laughs> really shitty to say, but it's true. Anyway, so just putting that out there. So Amber, anybody from Amnesty International who's listening, mm-hmm. please inform Amber of how she can get involved, right? Yes. Okay. Kirk. Well, Parting I, w- shots. I, w- I wish I had something to, to sell or, or believe in. Uh, I, I really just, I'm excited that I came out here. I'm, I'm glad I met you guys. <laughs> I'm glad I met you. Uh, I'm not sure our paths will ever cross again. <laughs> but but if they do... I have high hopes. I, I'd like to see you again. I Hopefully your, your, your team will get back together. I mean, there's 
a notepad being passed around. So because of my OCD, I'm wondering. You can only focus on that. Well, well I'm wondering, like are, they, telling... are they talking about me? Boy, Kirk's kind of a strange dude. Are, are huh? they passing notes? <laughs> that was really weird. But... Do you like me? Yes or no? You know, but I, I will say, uh, with regards to collaboration, I, since that was the theme yeah, tonight, yeah. I, I think we live in a world where I think it's, it's important to talk to others and run your ideas by others and be willing to, to listen to other opinions. Maybe see and, things from other people's point of view. Because I, I, I think that we're all in this together. And I think there's no way anyone can just do it by themselves. It, it's just gotten too big and too fucked up where you can't do it alone. So I think we're in a world now where you better listen to friends. You better talk to them while you have the chance. Mm. Because the answer, you might not have it. And someone might give it to you. And then you can just spread it around. So just keep collaborating. And I, and I think we have a chance. I'm quite certain our paths will cross again. Well, I... He's like, I hope not. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, they, they might, but there's going to have to be more parking. <laughs> You'll have to be exiting a freeway at the same time. Jamie, parting shots. Well, to speak to that, I think I was very harsh earlier, and I was like, fuck everyone, I don't want to cl- collaborate. That was the tone I set. You weren't as harsh as you think you are. No, You're but- never as anything as you think <laughs> you are. Oh, that's a good point. You're no. very flat most of the time. It was important to note, and this, like I have some collaborators that I love and work with all the time, and even at the improv, like well Vanessa and the Spanglers, and that's like my favorite thing, and um, Jason, who I was in, in Big Bear with, writing like, and you guys, this podcast for the last four and a half years. Oh, stop it! Sure. Um, <clears throat> but even in the improv, you know, like the, the the collaboration of the people I work with in that office every day, and how that all gets done. So I'm a proponent of collaboration. Great. And I think it's great. Thank you so <laughs> much, guys. Good for you. <laughs> I thought you said fuck collaboration. That was earlier. Oh, right. That was before he He's collaborated. Come around. Yeah. <laughs> my, my thoughts collaborated to bring you that. Um, Kurt. Yes, sir. Um, we end every show with uh, me asking our guest, in this case you, for a nugget of wisdom. Are you thinking that he doesn't realize he's a guest on the show yet? Oh, you can never be... Too sure of anything. I don't get why you pointed that out. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. A, a nugget of wisdom, some sort of guiding principle in your life that you could share with our audience. Uh, I like to think the way we do anything is the way we do everything. That's always been a motto, uh, something I believe in. So whatever you do, it's the way you're going to do everything. So make every moment important. How do you do everything? Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose, though. No, I, I just, you know, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of nuggets. I, I'll pull out one thing, and I'll, I'll show you. There's a bunch of things on here, and it's kind of like a checklist to life, but it's just, you know. Kirk has pulled out some sheets about, of blue about, paper about this? from his wallet. Re- respect the room. They've paid to be there. Yeah. For all those comedians, enjoy every moment. Treat it like it might be your last. Treat 3,000 people like three. Mm-hmm. And treat three like 3,000. This is like Boom. a goldmine of nuggets. Yeah. I mean, well, you have this all handwritten and in your wallet all the time. So this is stuff you've really 
put a lot of thought you know, into. No, it's just, I mean, it's just a simple. You have great handwriting. Well, yeah. I have <laughs> a really lot. Of, I have a lot of time, but it's just. I, this is this is a lot of this is your for oh, life. This is life's checklist. I see. Yeah, but it's all, it's all for stand up. That's what I. That's what it's I it's of. to remind me of a few things before I go on stage. And you read that every time you go up? No, but it, it's if just not, it. it's just nice to know it's there. I, the first time I did Conan, I made a checklist of things before I went on, but it was only like six things. This is like, do you know how many things this is? No, but it's, it's a lot. It's just it's just basically it's it's love the room. Yeah, and no one wants to hear how good your day was. So if you're a comic, go up there and. Make them feel good about their day. Love it. That's all. Uh, and, trust, and trust that you've prepared. How about that? Mm-hmm. You've done. If you do the work, you, you got a good chance. And the it worst, shows. the worst thing that can happen is they don't laugh, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Then you just go home and rework it. I love that. I and believe in it. what you're selling. That's the key to life. Believe in the product. Whatever you're selling, believe in it. And if they're not buying it. Reword it, I'm but, but, but know that it's not you that they're not buying. It's the product. Uh, Jamie, anything else? <laughs> I wrote a joke. We'll decide if it's a joke. <laughs> I think Sean wants you to mention that. Oh, got it. I'll, I'll save the joke <laughs> for another time. <laughs> it's got a no. I still want to hear your joke. Okay, so um, <clears throat> you heard they're making a um a remake of of Star Wars in Germany, um. No, I'll, I'll save it for next time. Come on. <laughs> I, don't I forgot. Do that. I a, um, here they're making a remake of uh, Star Wars in Germany. Wait, no, maybe it doesn't have to, Germany doesn't have to be a part of it. What the fuck oh is going God. on right now? The Germany, that was actually maybe a different version. Do you think if the improv heard you on this podcast, <laughs> I would not be employed? They'd fire you. <laughs> Wait a minute. This guy's he involved just got in lost comedy. in a two line joke. <laughs> he doesn't know if it should be German or not. The punchline is Hans Free. Um, like hands free. It doesn't matter. You didn't hear the joke. What yes, was I think the about- middle part? Well, the the key to a punchline, <laughs> I believe, is to have a setup. I don't know if I agree with that. I think you can just say the punchline. Hans and free. Trust that, that thing the would kill in Germany. Along. That joke would kill in Germany. I'll th- I'll think or at the Lucas Ranch. They're making a. Re- Let's try to like reverse engineer it. They're making a remake of, of Star, Star Wars, Wars in Germany, where one of the main characters. Doesn't cost anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's called Hans Free. No, he, he, instead of using lightsabers, he, he uses his, his brain power to eliminate his enemies. enemies. Oh, to eliminate sea anemones. Um, his rough. name is Hans Free instead of Hans Solo. A little <laughs> wordy. <laughs> a little wordy. I uh, thought it was going to be like a driving with a cell phone joke. Yeah. That it would somehow relate to cell phones. It will be. Eventually, that's what it'll evolve to. (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to determine the stage time for all of LA's comics. (laughs) Um, Okay. Cut two eye open with the Hans Free joke. (laughs) Fucking kills. Blow the roof off the place. Okay. So um, the long shot lost our intern. Alex. Alex. My drug dealer. He, He moved to Britain. Cambridge. Cambridge. Alex Free. <laughs> He's, um, but we need a new intern. So uh, consider this it doesn't need uh, to be a call Germany. for interns. If you're interested in joining us on a weekly basis here at the recording studio. What kind of things would people be involved with? <sighs> snacks. <laughs> procuring snacks. Pro- mostly procuring snacks. Lugging equipment. Lugging equipment. 
getting me drugs. Getting uh, any of us drugs. Giggling in the background. Giggling in the background. These are good. Nodding too much. <laughs> Tagging jokes. Tagging jokes. Um, Hans free. Taking pictures. Taking pictures. pictures. That's yeah. And other stuff. Then so what should people do if they're interested in this? Send us an email to info at thelongshotpodcast.com. Tell us your uh, strong suits and uh, what makes you a self-starter. Folks, this has been The Long Shot. I'm so Kirk sorry. Kirk Fox, thank you for being here. <laughs> Good to be here. Really, I learned <laughs> can I follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can, uh, at Kirk Fox. <laughs> so it's pretty simple. Well, it depends on how good you are with words. Fair enough. Folks, we'll see you next time on The Long Shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. I love you, Jamie. <laughs> I just love that people I've known for a while have no context of this world, how quickly they can jump on board. <laughs> <laughs>